Welcome everyone to another episode of the Blade Hockey Podcast, episode 70. Drum roll, please. It's not updated. I want to say it's 77. It's either 77 or 78. I have no idea why it didn't update. But honestly, at this point, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, honestly, it doesn't matter because all that does matter is the subject matter of this episode. It's honestly not even going to be that long of an episode. At least I don't plan it to be. Um, I meant to make it yesterday night after the Golden Knights game, but uh, spoiler alert, Knights did not win. And we're going to talk about that. Um, it's going to be a delayed game of the night. Um, sort of. Well, it, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go over all my notes that I had, but um but yeah, before we do that, um, got some news for you. First off, uh, JT Brown of the, I guess now formerly of the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, announced his retirement from professional hockey at only at the age of 30. Uh, you know, he still had some years left, but you know, you know, circumstances, you know, it happens. Um, but he won't be unemployed um, much of, you know, at all because uh, he is now going to be a studio analyst for the Seattle Kraken. So uh, congrats to him for that hire um, or for that job and congrats to Seattle Kraken for getting a, uh, a good talent on. Uh, and I would imagine that he'd, uh, he's got the personality to uh, make it work in uh, Seattle. So uh, I'm, I guarantee, you know, I'm betting that he's, uh, you know, thankful for the opportunity and he's going to do great things. Um, he played parts of six seasons with the Tampa Bay Lightning, Anaheim Ducks, and the Minnesota Wild in his career, recording only 23 goals and 49 assists in 365 games. And he also represented Team USA in the 2012 World Championships. Um, so once again, congrats to JT Brown uh, for his retirement, as well as uh, moving on into the media world uh, as being a part of the Seattle Kraken as their studio analyst. So uh, congrats. Um, another retirement for you. Uh, boom, boom. Carl Gunnarsson has announced his retirement today, uh, from professional hockey at the age of 34. Uh, he played 12 parts of 12 seasons with the Toronto Maple Leafs and the St. Louis blues, um, recording 30 goals and 108 assists in 629 games and helping the blues to their very first Stanley cup. Uh, along with the uh, the game two overnight uh, overtime winner in Boston, um, along with the old, uh, well, going along with that, the old famous um, uh, as uh, Craig uh, Craig Berube is saying the uh, whenever he was taking the leak in the uh, in the locker room after the third period. Um, cause Carl Gunderson hit the post and, uh, he was telling, uh, Craig Bruby, just give him one more chance. And sure enough, you know, his line goes out there and he delivers with that nice, you know, hard shot to, uh, send the blues and get him a win in overtime. And, uh, that moment will live on forever. Um, with that, uh, amazing run that they, uh, were a part of in 2019, um, and definitely it already seems so long ago. It's only been two years, but with the whole um, pandemic and all of, all of that uh, definitely makes it feel like forever. 
Um, but yeah, Carl Gunnarsson also played for Team Sweden on a number of occasions, including winning silver at 2011 World Championships, um, along with uh, winning bronze at the 2019-2010 World Championships as well. So um, he's, de- he's well decorated. Uh, and once again, congrats to him, and hopefully he does some great things in his future as well. Um, but with the whole retirement thing and uh, injuries and stuff like that, LTIR guys, um, the National Hockey League has reportedly identified 18 players that are exempt from the expansion draft due to injury. However, comma, I will also say that a lot of these guys, yes, technically are injured, but in reality, they are on either a LTIR for basically indefinite, you know, an indefinite, you know, length of time. Um, but also there are some people on here that were, uh, in that LTIR boat, but they decided, Hey, I'm just going to hang them up and call it, call it a career. Uh, like, like, uh, Alex Steen, Alex Steen's on this list from the blues. Uh, he just decided, um, instead of just sitting on LTIR, he's just going to retire. So he's, he's retired now. Uh, Ryan Kessler from the Anaheim ducks. He's on that list. Although he's not currently retired, he is on LTIR, uh, Marion Hosa, his con he's basically retired. If he hasn't already retired, um, yeah, his contract's basically a dead contract that, you know, John Chica, you know, loves to, to ha- <laughs> love to have the Coyotes, ha- you know, to have. Um, Brandon Dubinsky from the Blue Jackets, Brent Seabrook, uh, he hung him up uh, this past season. Andrew Shaw as well, also hung him up as well. Um, a lot of these also, they're hanging him up because of injury, like Brent Seabrook, Stephen Johns. Uh, recently this uh, past off you know, this current off season uh, decided to retire as well from Dallas stars, Henrik Zetterberg on the LTIR. And I want to say he retired as well. If not, I apologize, but yeah, he's on LTIR. Uh, Corey Crawford uh, hung him up uh, from the devils. And I already forgot, I already forgot that he actually moved on to the devils, even though he didn't play a single game for him, but Hey, you know, circumstances change, you know, uh, Lucas Biza from the Nashville Predators, Johnny Boychuk from the Islanders, Mac Niskanen from the Flyers, Zach, Tr- uh, Zach Trotman from the uh, Penguins, uh, as I mentioned, Alex Steen, uh, Marion Gabrick from the Lightning, Anders Nielsen from the Lightning, and both of those guys are on tim- on the uh, LTIR. Uh, Michael Furland from the Canucks, Brian, Litter- Brian Little, can I get my words out? Uh, from the Winnipeg Jets and Henrik Lundqvist from the Washington Capitals as he's uh, still uh, recovering from his uh, uh, heart issues that he had during this past uh, I, yeah, was around his preseason time. But yeah. Um, yeah, they're exempt from the draft. And honestly, I don't expect any of these guys to come back to the NHL for play. Uh, it'd be a miracle if any of them do, but you know, you know, hockey's a brutal sport, you know, and uh, injuries, especially as you get older, because a lot of these guys, almost nearly all these guys are are getting up there. And, you know, the older you get, the longer it takes for you to, to heal correctly. So um, don't expect a lot of these guys or if any of these guys to return to the ice at all in the future. Um, but yeah, but one guy that did 
come uh, back on the ice, not for, you know, to be in the lineup, um, but he is making some real good progress. Anders Lee, the captain of the Islanders, has not played a single game in this playoffs, um, but he uh, took morning skate and regular practice jersey, so it looks like he's taking contact and he should be uh, ready to go as long as the Islanders don't get uh, don't lose tonight. Um, as the Tampa Bay Lightning lead their series 3-2, which we'll talk about that at the end of the game and night section of this episode. Um, but yeah, and if Lee was to play, the Islanders, even though the cap, I'm going to say, does not matter in the playoffs. It only matters during regular season. So there you go. But the Islanders would be technically $7 million over the cap. So... But then again, the freaking uh, the freaking um, Tampa is at least like almost nearly ten million over. So you know whatever. Um, but with that, diving in straight to the game of the night, uh, Chandler Stevenson, after getting injured during game one, uh, returned back to the lineup, and uh, Mark Andre Fleury is back in between the pipes after Robin Leonard, um, you know, basically helped. The Golden Knights are basically gave them the win um, in Montreal. Uh, first period, Knights came out fast. Um, and then Paul Byron goes into the infraction chamber for cross-checking uh, Zach Whitecloud at 205. Uh, Mont- and the story of this game and the story of this entire series is that Montreal's penalty kill is absolutely immaculate. Um and when it, and once they get confidence in the penalty kill, they start getting confidence in you know five on five play, and then that's when they're freaking doing their neutral zone trap and you know basically boxing everyone out and just doesn't allow anything to go near Carey Price, um, which definitely helps you know win games. Um, but yeah, and then Cook and Yemi. Uh, I guess the Canadians on the board after a rebound from a wonderful uh, save by Flurry uh, initially on a Josh Anderson uh, attempt, but couldn't uh, snatch up that rebound. And, you know, the defenders couldn't clear out the, the puck in time. And it's one nothing Habs with uh, Josh Anderson and Paul Byron getting assists on that. Um, and then after the match, after that goal, freaking just that tied that, of momentum that Vegas had just immediately swoops over here to the uh, Montreal side of things. Uh, Ending of the first period shot six, six, even Uh, second period Montreal or six. No is what NBC uh, made sure to let us all know here. And Montreal are six and oh, and coming in the second with a lead, make that shit seven and oh, Alex Trangelo, Goes into the infraction chamber for a high stick on Kokanyemi, but it's okay. Uh, well, actually, no, he didn't because they uh, reviewed it and they're like, nah, it's okay. It was a follow through on uh, shooting the puck. It's fine. Um, so it was all cool. It's all cool. It's all cool in the hood. It's all cool. Um, and then Eric Stahl makes it two nothing Habs with uh, Suzuki and Toffoli getting assists at 632. Um, and, you know, for those that are watching the video version of this, I want you to, I'm going to get out of frame here. You see these two teams, this flags right back here. There's a reason it's kind of ironic. It's kind of ironic. 
that I have them, you know, even with each other. I don't have one of them higher than the other, whatever, do it's, you know, distinctly say one's better than the other, whatever. Even though I do cheer for the Blues more than the Vegas. Well, the Blues are my number one, Vegas my number two. That aside, in this scenario, it's ironic that they're at the at the same level because this game really does remind me of St. Louis Blues hockey. And it's at least currently St. Louis Blues hockey. And it's not good. It's freaking shooting from the blue line. It's not getting past the hash marks. It's not getting inside the house, in the paint, and into the net. It's not doing the whole, you know, as the old saying goes, you know, pucks in deep, you know, all that, you know. That's St. Louis Blues hockey right there. Freaking taking it from the freaking boards and taking it from the freaking blue line. Like, you can only rely on lucky bounces or deflections so much. Like, you have to find your way in the middle of the ice. You have to. And that's another reason why Montreal won. And that's why they're winning the series right now. And that's why they're one win away from going to the Stanley Cup final for the first time since 1993, which was the last time that they won a cup. And it's the last time a Canadian team even won the cup. Is they're doing really well with boxing people out of the middle of the ice. And Vegas, along, and also it's been, you know, shouted from the rooftops that the forwards aren't doing anything. They're not doing enough, not nearly enough to justify any sort of thought process, logical thought process that this team could actually win a game, let alone the series. Now, I understand as the title of this episode says, down but not out. They're not out, they're not out just yet. It's not over till it's over. However, comma, they're going into Montreal. They're going to have a fiery Canadian, you know, freaking Montreal crowd there. Even though, yes, it's definitely not a Vegas, you know, capacity crowd or virtually capacity crowd because there are still seats that they box off, but, you know, to keep separation from the players and the, and the um, fans right now. But with that, you know, with that set aside, you know, like you you need to have your forward start going because all the other than the one patch ready goal um in this game and like maybe one other goal like stone hasn't really been scoring at all marcia so smith carlson like the only people that are actually scoring are like freaking nick wah or like on the third fourth line freaking all the fourth lines William Carrier, freaking, yeah, it's the fourth line guys, the gritty guys are getting it done. They're not like none of the, the big heavy hitters. They're not, they're not getting it done. Um, yeah. Uh, and then ironically, Nick Waugh, uh, 833 goes into the infraction chamber as he high sticks Arturi Laconen. Uh, and then this Cole Caulfield guy, this, this Cole Caulfield kid technically hasn't even had his um hasn't even had his rookie season yet because he debuted in the playoffs so next season is his 
Calder Cup contending, like contending for the Calder Cup season. And I'm just saying you could basically give the kid the cup or the trophy for next year's Calder if he comes in to next season as a Stanley Cup champion. Because this kid, freaking, has been like lights out good. Like that good. And, you know, it's, and it's just shitty that he has to be on a team that I'm not cheering for because, you know, like he's doing some really good things, including uh, getting a power play goal 949 with Corey Perry and Nick Suzuki getting the assist. And as the biggest fan of me saying, God fucking damn it. But, you know, he's, he's that good. And, uh, you know, he be dipsy doodling as uh, one um, Darren Pang would say. Uh, he's eating his little guy with gumption. It's another thing he'd say. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, and then Shea Theodore goes into the infraction chamber for two for cross checking Laconan. Why people hate Laconan? I don't know. At 1042, uh, Joel, uh, Joel or Yol Armia nearly got a, a goal, but Flurry thankfully stopped it with his pad in just a nick of time. And then Shea Weber goes into the shameful, shame, shame, shameful uh, infraction chamber as he hooks uh, Chandler Stevenson at 17-10. And then Vegas fans start booing the power play unit, and it's honestly well-deserved, and we'll, we'll circle back on booing your, your, uh, your favorite team uh, on the ice, especially at home uh, at the end of this. Um, and as the buzzer sounds, then there's booze filled T-Mobile. Well-deserved. I'll get to that in a second. Shots 11-9 in favor of the Montreal Canadiens. Third period. Uh, Max Petretti gets the Knights on the board at 409 with Nick Waugh getting a lone assist on there. And unless the Gold Knights tie it in eight minutes, uh, the Canadians will be one win away from the final for the first time since 1993, which they ended up did not, you know, they did not score anything else of that. Uh, but I'll tell you who did though. Uh, Nick Suzuki, that's the empty netter at 1854 with uh, Tyler Toffoli getting the assist on that. They make it 4-1 Habs, although I will say this, Riley Smith had a really good uh, scoring chance in the paint, past the hash marks, like any of the other games I freaking have reviewed or doing my game of the nights with the Blues. Take any of those things and basically copy-paste it to this series when the Golden Knights lose. Or, or like, honestly, like any team that loses, you can legitimately take all of my complaints from all those videos and copy and paste it. And it was, and it would be basically 100% valid for that situation. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, shots 12-9 in favor of the Vegas Golden Knights in the third period. Total shots of the game, 27-26 in favor of the Vegas Golden Knights. The Canadians' power play went one for two. PK was perfect, two for two, uh, which means Golden Knights did not score on the power play in their two chances, and they gave up a goal. Final for the uh, for game four, one Canadians. The series is now 3-2, and the Canadians are one win away from reaching the Stanley Cup final for the first time since 1993, which is also the last time that they won the Stanley Cup. And the last time this uh, Canadian team has made the Stanley Cup final was the Vancouver Canucks in 2011, where they lost in seven to the Boston Bruins. 
And it's also worth mentioning that Carey Price is the highest paid player in the playoffs. And if they make the final, let alone win the whole damn thing, he will be the first player in NHL history to achieve the feat of either making the Stanley Cup final or winning the cup. Or honestly, going this far is a feat of being the first eight figure player to achieve this feat because it was put like went right over my head that he was another one of those 10 million plus players. You're getting paid 10 and a half million. It's getting paid 10 and a half million for the next like four or five years. And he's the only player left in the playoffs that is getting paid 10 million or more. So he is the exception at this point with my theory of if you have, although I will say, I will say, even though the Florida Panthers are in the same boat where they are paying Bobrovsky 10 plus million, that they are putting, they honestly put the money in the right spot in goal, which is a very important spot especially a guy like Harry Price, and they're getting Carey Price. They're not getting this guy that's getting injured and is trying to come back from an injury and then gets injured and comes back from an injury. Like, no, freaking dialed in Carey Price is in between the pipes for them. And that is dangerous, <laughs> let alone the combination of that along with their suffocation play, their suffocating play of boxing out the middle of the ice and just keeping them on the boards and hope, you know, scoring first and riding that lead on. Which is also impressive to me that they did not give up anything other than that one goal. Because it's also another saying in hockey where the three goal lead is the most or like the most dangerous lead in all of hockey. Um, but they held on to it and they maintained a three goal lead, at least a three goal lead the entire game. So, well, basically the entire game, but there's that. And quick note before I get into the whole booing thing, uh, the Tampa Bay lightning series currently is three, two bolts after the Islanders in game five got absolutely stomped eight to nothing. And right now, Tampa, well, actually, let me uh, update those notes because that was like, and I wrote those before I uh, started recording this. As of right now, uh, 14 minutes left in the third period, uh, Lightning lead the Islanders 2-1, and they are currently playing at uh, Nassau. So do with what you will with that. Um, but, but yeah, um, Brayden point is also on a nine point, uh, a nine point streak. His point streak is up to nine after scoring the opening goal for the game on the first period, the only goal in the first period, um, but yeah, that's the Tampa series and the Islanders win. They go back to Tampa for game seven. If not, then Tampa will go to the Stanley Cup final for the second year in a row. 
and Patty Maroon may uh, find himself a back-to-back-to-back champion. And then he can update his uh, Car Shield commercial with old Ryan O'Reilly. And then he can be like, I'm a three-time, three-time, three-time champion. Um, So there you go. And um, so now we're going to get into the whole booing thing. So I want to say it was on one of the hockey uh, pages. I want to say it's over the, over the boards um, hockey. And if, if not, you know, apologize for not citing it correctly. Um, but just, you know, the Facebook, Twitter verse, you know, um, for hockey, just basically saying, you know, find it something that people would boo your team. Even though, you know, they've, well, especially in the Vegas Golden Knights' case, they've only been around for about four years. But I'll, I'll tell you why. I'm completely cool with it. And as a matter of fact, I even booed myself. And it's surely because the talent that's there is not performing, and therefore they need some, you know, as one person that commented on the thread that I was, you know, I'm getting this, you know, topic from it's basically saying, you know, they need tough love. And there's another team as I bring the parallels between the St. Louis blues and the golden Knights together in 2019, when they won the Stanley cup, you know, what happened before the, the turnaround happened, the fans started booing them and booing them and booing them. And booing them to the point to like, listen, we hear you. We're gonna we're gonna fix it. And guess what happened? They fixed it. And guess what happened? They won the cup. So if Vegas can have the same, you know, mentality, then maybe just maybe they might find themselves into the Stanley Cup final for the second time in four years. Maybe. Maybe. But we'll see. And with that. One other thing before I end it. Start Robin Leonard. And if he wins, go back to Vegas and you start Robin Leonard. And then if you want to go back to Flurry, if you make it to the Stanley Cup final, then you start him game one. And if it doesn't work out, then put Leonard in there and hope for the best. And if Leonard wins, you keep going and going and going until he loses. And then you can put flurry in there instead of having flurry lose with a really shitty Jake Allen esque turnover. And then putting Leonard in there winning the game. And then next game, putting flurry in there and losing by three. So just put Leonard in there. If he wins, Good. In game seven, you put Leonard in there again. And just finish out the series with Leonard. You want to put Flurry back in? I mean, I'm a big advocate of Mark Andre Flurry, but I mean, if Leonard's performing, you ride the hot hand, as they always tell you, ride the, the hot hand. So, I mean, I'm no NHL coach, but I'm just saying, oh, maybe, uh, Riding the the hot hand, you know, <laughs> just the <a> thought. <laughs> so 
still. Um, but yeah, um, and I also wanted to record this when I still have a shred of positivity left in my positivity tank. Um, because if the Golden Knights were to lose tomorrow, I'm going to be a, a sad little pup. Sad little pup. Um, because then I won't know who to, to follow. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I'll be on the Tampa train if Tampa wins, because then I can be like, all right, Patty, go back to back to back. Um, do it for the Lou, do it for, uh, yourself and your legacy. Um, but I'm hoping Vegas wins and hopefully, uh, they win game seven, if it gets to that point and then go on to the Stanley cup final for the first, uh, for the second time in four years. So there you go. And, uh, that's been that, and that's been this, and I'll catch you all in the next one. Thank you very much.